on my stroll. They gon' get it on my soul. They gon' feel it how I change every minute. What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Sharp Skills Podcast. I am your host, Philip Sharp Skills Jacobs. And welcome to, wait for it, milestone alert. Milestone alert. <laughs> episode 20, baby. We made it to episode 20. Yeah, man. I want to just give a shout out to everybody that's been rocking with me since episode one. And man, we still got a long ways to go, but we always want to celebrate the small wins. And I feel like getting to 20 episodes uh, is, is, is a, is a, is a respectable feat, man, especially where there are just so many things that we could be doing and working on, you know, specifically speaking for myself that can distract and, and keep me away from reaching my goals. And I'm sure that you can relate, um, to the same. Um, but yeah, man, I just, I, I want to give everybody out there just a, um, man, just a, a lot of love, man, for, for those that have been listening and, and just continuing to, um, process through, uh, the many different uh, variables that we've gone through during the time, the, the short time span of this podcast from uh, from the beginning of this year with uh, Kobe Bryant passing. Um, you know, for me, that that was huge. Many, many of you know that listen to this podcast that I'm a huge Kobe Bryant fan um, to us then entering into COVID-19, then to just the, the escalation or, or rather I should say, um, the the greater awareness of black people uh black lives being lost um by white supremacy um police corruption um etc so it's been a ride it's been a journey and uh we got a lot more to go but i'm thankful for everybody that's been listening tuning in helping me process through my own thoughts as you process through yours and uh, just building this community so today a couple things i want to talk about um, I want to get back to you are the solution, uh, my book, but specifically the strategies that I want to pull out, because when I wrote this book, I didn't know that COVID-19 was going to hit. Um, and even though I had an awareness of what was going on with police brutality, because as an African-American uh, man, uh, I all too well uh, know just the realities that we we face um, as it pertains to engaging with uh, law enforcement in this country. But I wanted to really dig out some, of, get back to digging out some of these strategies so that we can think about how we can use these in our day-to-day -day lives and also moving forward, you know, how are we putting this into place in the current landscape that we're in, um, such as coronavirus, um, as well as the influx of interest in social justice. Um, so I hope that you get something out of this today, but I wanna start first with my formula for change. Now, um, if you if you have a copy of my book or you don't yet, um, there is uh, a chapter where I talk about change and how to actually systemically go about producing change. Um, ch as we all know, change is inevitable, right? There's the aspects of change that we just can't help us, us getting older. Um, sometimes the way that our bodies change and our, our environment and different things like that. But there are other changes that we actively have to uh, be persistent in in order to make sure that they come about, such as, you know, again, going back to our, our, our health, um, our, our bodies, um, our finances, our relationships. These are things that we can actively work toward to change them. 
And I just thought it was really fitting to reflect back on this formula because I feel like there's just so much interest now in social justice as it pertains to black people that it's important for those that want to be allies to black people during this time, uh, companies that want to uh, push social justice initiatives um, within their organizations and in society at large, that they have a framework for, for which to approach this. And there's many that are out there. I'm not saying that my way is the only way. Of course it isn't. There's several other people that are more brilliant uh, than, than I have that have come up with some things. But these are ones uh, that I've personally seen in terms of my life and also organizations that I work with that have been able to pr produce long lasting uh, change. So I'm just gonna recount this this formula for you, which is paradigm shift in thinking plus utilizing available tools plus bravery to carry out action equals change. I'm gonna repeat that. A paradigm shift in thinking plus utilizing available tools plus bravery to carry out action equals change. So there's three different elements, right? The first one is the paradigm shift in thinking. And if we're looking at this in real time, the way that we've seen the, the consciousness and the awareness of the United States to understand that there is an issue, a race, a racist issue in this country as it pertains to the way that law enforcement deals with black people. That's a paradigm shift in thinking in our collective consciousness that has happened. Like, I don't know if there's too many things that we've seen like that, at least as it pertains to racially charged matters. Another uh, example of that would have been the Me Too uh, movement as well. But I think because racism is so entwined in our country's DNA, that this almost has larger, I'm gonna say it, it almost has a, a larger potential impact because it's so deeply rooted in our system. And I'm not gonna go into the difference between, you know, is race, ju racial justice or gender justice bigger? I'm not gonna do that. But I think that at this level, what we're seeing, the scale at which people are be and organizations are realizing that there has to be a change and that this cannot continue the way that it has. Um, many organizations and powerful individuals are waking up and seeing that um, things have got to shift. So that's that paradigm shift in thinking that occurs. And then the next part of that is utilizing your available tools. One thing that I've been very uh, vocal about and I've seen many other African-Americans vocal about and also many white um, and uh, just um, allies of different races and ethnicities around um, you know, what, what's been going on. And they've been saying that you can't just use your words. It's great that you had a paradigm shift in thinking, and that is important. And that is the, the starting ground. But now what are you going to do as a result of this information and tweeting about it, posting it on LinkedIn is not enough. That is a first step, uh, an important first step. But now Amazon, now Microsoft, now Nike, and I salute Nike, but I'm just using an example, Google, Facebook, what are you going to do now? How are you going to use your available resources to change these things? It's not enough just to say black lives matter, right? You have to put your money where your mouth is, your available resources. So how are you going to utilize your available resources? 
And then the last part of that is the bra- the bravery to carry out action. Now, this is, I'm not going to say, I would say this is the most important one. Bravery to carry out action because you can have all the resources in the world and you can have all the right thoughts. But until you actually put your foot on the gas and begin to carry out action and despite feeling the the backlash that you may receive from your action, staying consistent is the most important thing. So these companies, these individuals that are speaking up about Black Lives Matter right now, are you going to step into the fire when your right-wing conservative cousins and neighbors and other uh, organizations tell you that you're wrong and that they're not going to support you. If you continue this, are you going to continue to have continue to choose to exercise bravery and take action and, and not just utter empty promises or say things to make people feel good in the moment? Are you really going to be an ally? Are you going to go the distance? And that is bravery to carry out action. And these three things combined, paradigm shift in thinking, utilizing available tools, and the bravery to carry out action will lead to that systemic change over time. I mean, just think about how powerful it would be. Just, I mean, we've already seen it with Nike and when, and, and, and Colin Kaepernick. The way that uh, Nike has backed Colin Kaepernick um, has enabled this conversation to be elevated to the highest level in, in the U S and possibly the world. And imagine if Google got on board, imagine if Facebook got on board, if, if, uh, if Amazon, Microsoft, all of these top companies got on board and said, we're going to begin to really attack systemic racism. This thing could change probably in the next 10 years dramatically because these market leaders are going to inspire um, and also put pressure on other companies and organizations to follow suit. So, and that's when you really begin to see a lot of momentum and things changing at a rapid pace. Uh, so that that's my formula for change. And I hope that people will um, take heed with this. Um, and not only in just this matter that I'm talking about, I'm using our current landscape as it pertains to uh, getting destroying, hopefully systemic uh, uh, racial oppression, but also just in your own life. When you want to see a change happen, it's always going to come from a paradigm shift in thinking, utilizing available tools, and then the bravery to carry out action. How do you as an individual utilize the tools that you have at your disposal? You know, how do you uh, develop the courage to carry out action over a long period of time? And then being open to your perspective changing, which is the paradigm shift in thinking. All right. Now I just want to shift gears real quick. um, And I want to talk about the most important aspect of being the solution. And I'm going to read just a small excerpt out of my book. You are the solution, um, which is uh, uh, the first part of chapter 12, which is choose love. So here we go. At the core of being the solution is love. Love is often portrayed in society as something romantic, fuzzy, and emotional. While love does have those components, it's much more than that. 
Love chooses to do the hard things that lead to the desired outcome. The way of love will cause the solutionist to humble themselves when they are justified in being aggressive and vengeful. Love is strength and it is discipline in its approach. When your emotions are screaming at you to react negatively, love nudges you to dig in and exercise patience. Love keeps the bigger picture in view and to have a long-term solution, we must play the long game. You'll know you've cho chosen the way of love when you have peace in the middle of conflict because you have chosen to find the good in a seemingly tough situation. This doesn't mean that you agree with the difficulty of the situation or that you aren't actively working to get out of it. It means you realize your power over the way you react. If you choose to love, you will always win. This applies whether you are creating an institution that will enable marginalized students to go to college tuition free like LeBron James, or if you just had a drag out argument with your spouse that could end your marriage, but you both choose to sort through the pain and hang in there instead. I believe that at the core, at the center of everything as it pertains to being the solution is the foundation of love. And this is seen even from like the most basic level. When we see people that are highly successful in their endeavors, why are they so successful? It's because they love what they do. If you look at some of the top thinkers, the, the most brilliant and accomplished people in the US, in the world, oftentimes one of the things that they tell, that they say is a key component of their success is that they found something that they loved. And so, this is the, the bedrock. When we talk about being the solution and being able to stick with something long-term until change comes about, when we talk about how do we rearrange the dynamics that we're, that we're in right now and, and turn it into something that's more beneficial late for something that will benefit from and those that we care about benefit from, it always stems from love. You love yourself enough to do X, Y, and Z, or you love such and such enough to do X, Y, and Z, or you love this cause so much that you're willing to do X, Y, and Z. It all centers on love. And many times we get love mixed up, right? Like I said, uh, in the, in, in the excerpt that I read, we, when we think of love, we just think of this emotional fuzzy, uh, type of thing. Many times, even men, we don't like to say we love somebody because we feel like that's a sign of weakness. Uh, but really in essence, it is a great sign of strength. Love is greater than hate, stronger than hate. And love will cause you to do things that hate won't even enable you to do. And that's why I always say love is just the greatest X factor because um, it can be in unpredictable in, in how it makes you react to things. The way you thought you would, you would, you would address something, love will reshape your thinking around it and your approach in an instant. And before you know it, you're doing something that's, that seems totally out of your character because love has pushed you in that direction. When you feel justified in doing something, or even if you fall back, you think you should fall back from doing something, love will make you act on something. So I just want to give that to you all today that as we are in the midst of this, this, this turmoil, this upheaval, this disruption, some of it good, some of it bad at the end of the, at the end of the day, we need to find that, that center of love 
and act from that place. Whether that, and this is going to sound crazy, but whether that is uh, burning down something that needs to be burned down, an institution, a building even, whether that is sometimes having to get physical or violent to protect those that we love, or whether that is refraining and choosing to hold our peace in that moment, let it all stem from a place of love. That's the only thing that I'm saying because I'm not saying I agree or disagree necessarily with the looting and the, uh, the um, uh, well, I guess that would be the rioting, um, but I understand it, you know, and there's some people out there on the front lines, uh, well, most, most of it is peaceful. Let me not put that narrative out there that, is, that most of the folks doing that are, are not peaceful, but those that are out there that feel that aggravation, uh, many of them are acting just from a place of hurt and fear, but there are some that are acting from a place of love. Like they like, I'm out here on the front lines because I care about people, you know, people that I know have, have been, um, murdered by police officers or by, or by white supremacy. I'm fighting against that with the available tools that I have. And, I think that there's many people that will find themselves out, out in that position. So anyway, what I'm saying is I'm using just that current example to display a larger, to explain a larger point, whatever you act from, let it be from a place of love because that's where all the solutions really are, are driven from. That's what's going to enable you to hang in there, uh, over the long term and have uh, a positive effect at the end of it. And even if you don't see the positive effect by the end of it, future generations will. And that's something that we have to understand is that everything we, we will not always see the, the fruits of our labor and we have to be okay with that. We have to get to a place where we start planting the trees so that the next generation can enjoy their shade. So that's what I have for you all today. I hope that you got something from it. I know that I was kind of, uh, saying some, um, difficult things in as in regards to what's happening today, but I hope you find your specific context um, within that and, and the value that you can draw from it. And I would encourage you to even listen to this episode again, as well as the other episodes, because we often learn more on the second and third time. And we hear things that we didn't catch the first time. So I, I you know, I just, I encourage you to do that. But until next time, I want you to remember that you are the solution. All right. Much love. And y'all stay safe. Peace. On my stroll, they gon' get it on my soul. They gon' feel it how I tame every minute. Boy, the range with the lyrics. Place the blame on my critics. Cast away the rebel saw the inner flame was endless and holding on to Wilson for dear life and with the grimace cause Sharpie dying daily and eternity's the sentence trying to burn the beach in Venice switching Rory's like a chemist uh, it's legal money though I'm watching people funny bro and we don't mix like Bacardi and your feelings I'm sorry if you win it but I'm far off in the distance wifey said that my music is a mistress man this life is so vicious the cost of having a vision uh no, we gon' get it. No, we gon' get it. No, we gon' ride. No, we gon' ride. Keep it authentic. Hundred, one hundred. Tellin' no lies. Tellin' no lies. Post on we pivot. Post on we pivot. We take it inside. Straight to the hole. Making them feel it. Making them feel it. The day that we die. The work ethic of a diesel engine. 
well lubricated flow and the beach is hitting could lose a lot in life but make sure that you keep your vision success ain't just about what you get it's what you leave your children contrary in point of view what i see is different down period poor and salute to independence mind varies with strategies that's producing winners rare attributes like a three-point shooting center on a hunt rebel yes 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 we shoot for dinner sticking with the old troops the new recruits to tender a black man in america got a few dilemmas the whole land's in hysteria keep my cool like rivers if god is for you then who's against us sipping on some tennessee reflect on ancient memphis we provide the example like when you say for instance concentrate our power then celebrate with my misfits no, we gon' get it. No, we gon' get it. No, we gon' ride. No, we gon' ride. Keep it authentic. Hundred, one hundred. Tellin' no lie. Tellin' no lie. Post when we pivot. Post when we pivot. We take it inside. Straight to the home. Making them feel it. Making them feel it. Till the day that we die. No, we gon' get it. No, we gon' get it. No, we gon' ride. No, we gon' ride. Keep it authentic. Hundred, one hundred. Tellin' no lie. Tellin' no lie. Post when we pivot. Post when we pivot. We take it inside. Straight to the home. Making them feel it. Making them feel it. Till the day that we die.